0: All right, RJ, the over has hit in 14 out of 17 games so far in this preseason by an average margin of 8.6 the games have gone over. Is Do you think this is just a small sample size?
1: Because I have a theory myself. Okay, well, it's certainly a small sample size. doesn't mean a, the, the biggest trends in the history of the world started from small sample sizes. It's just that you can't conclude as much – without logic behind it. So to me, we might be speculating on something. For example, we're doing some work right now, and it's just the beginning stages. But how does NFL teams, how do they deal with losing their best receivers, especially when the receivers are playing outside? It's a different skill set playing outside than inside. It's a tougher skill set in a way. Almost every outside receiver can play inside, but few inside receivers can play outside. So what happens when a team loses a big chunk of their outside snaps in a given year? Do they start the next year slow? Now we speculated that was the case. We did one year of research so far, and the numbers were what, like nine and five? They lost er- the first week. They how'd that go, McKenzie? First four
2: weeks, there were 41% ATS teams that lost yeah. a significant amount of their wideouts. Wide All
1: right, so 41% over a quarter year—that's awesome. And you know what? I am very optimistic that this is going to turn into something, but I wouldn't bet it just with one year. But I'll tell you and we'll keep researching it, let you know, probably. But if I have the theory beforehand, what the amount of if I get four years of data, let's say, and it's 41 percent. It is not going to be statistically significant, which means it doesn't matter the what, the whys, the, why, the, the, the hows, the whatever. It's the math is so big, it is significant. That hardly ever happens in the NFL. It's always going to be a balance between how much math do you have, how much data do you have, and how logical are these things. So whatever trends or systems you're thinking about. The, and what is a system? What's a trend? It's a way to explain the world. Hey, if a team – here's a famous old NBA trend. Is teams that played a second game of a back-to-back at Denver in the second half, they struggled. Because think about it. you got first game. you got a second game. You're traveling. And Denver's not close to the other cities. So, it's, you know, it's usually it – used to be the Utah-Denver – I think it still is in many cases – the Utah-Denver 1-2 – It's like, oh, altitude in Utah, altitude in Denver. Now it's the second half. It's back to backs. Uh, it, It was like stealing money for a long time. Well, finally, it got out there and the line adjusted for it, et cetera. But that's a way to say in these circumstances, the world reacts this way. So, AJ, you've got a theory on why so much scoring first week of preseason this year. Yeah, I think now
0: that you're going to be seeing just three preseason games instead of four, they want to get their offenses, you know, clicking earlier now. So they're they're more willing in just those three, the shorter sample size to kick up the offense a little bit and make sure that their offense is ready for the, uh, for the season.
1: All right. Now, luckily, we have one other year with three games. So, Mackenzie, how did the overs in week one last year go? Three
2: overs, 13 unders, opposite of what we're seeing Ooh. this year. AJ, response. Oh,
0: that's not what I was hoping to hear, certainly. But, I mean, maybe – I don't know. Last year was the, the the feeling out phase. Maybe they're making an adjustment. I, I, it's hard for me to, to – again, like you said, it, it is a short sample size. It's just – in in my mind, it makes sense for them to want to get the offense clicking AJ, faster AJ, when you won't
1: – AJ, we had kids waiting for di- – telling their parents to wait for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the – Here's why I don't love your theory is, okay. first of all, it is small sample. So meaning just what I'm going to say here doesn't make it untrue. But and I think last year, you listen, it's always dangerous to dismiss years because then you can start doing it for any reason you want. Right. And, you know, there's no one. And when I say you, I mean anyone. There's nothing worse than someone who self rationalizes away all the problems and doesn't deal with them. You know, every time they do something great, it's great. When they do something bad, there's a reason for it. You know, but all that said, I do think there's a reason to kind of dismiss last year. It was a COVID year and, you know, it was unlike anything we'd ever seen and, you know, situations where uh, and again, I I know the year before was even worse and there was no preseason games. It just felt like it was as disruptive of any preseason we've had because we didn't have effectively a preseason the year before. Right. so I, I you know but again if it went 14 and three to the over we'd be talking about it so you got count it sure yeah, you gotta be careful <laughs> with that and the other reason I don't like your theory is or I don't think it's the whole story is you would think then okay years before so there was in 20 there was no preseason in 21 it was what we said the three overs and like 14 unders and then this year it was reversed right okay Well, what about from 19 back for, you know, as long as the database goes? And then my thought was, well, week two then would be like week one. If we're assuming that week one's a week early in uh, focus by the coaches and priority by the coaches, they're taking it serious. They're treating week one like week two is what you're effectively saying. So let's look at week two from prior years and see how that did. So, Mackenzie, what do we got there? In
2: 2019, average total was 41, and they underscored they scored 38 points in Week 2.
1: Okay, so they were three points. They scored 38 points in Week 2 in 19, 2019, and the total was 41. So the ATS or the over-under margin was three points to the under.
2: Exactly right. And I look oh. back further, 64 overs and 64 unders. That's the full database Week 2 in the preseason before
1: 2019. Okay, so... The question, though, is what was the point total? What was the spread? Or what was the over-unders? Because, and, but let's just look at 19, and then we'll finish this topic. Is in 19, the projected, the total was what? You said it was 38, correct? So what was the total then this week one, this year?
2: 35 was expected.
1: Okay. So, A.J., there now, see, there there might be something to it. Because if we, we're expecting – Well, I guess we were expecting 41, I guess you're saying, right, in in, uh, in 2019. In week two in 2019, yeah. Yeah, and now we were expecting 35. So the market was saying this is six points less than week two of 19, but they scored how many points per game, McKenzie? 43. Okay, so now that's fascinating. If the totals were 41, like they were in 19 – they would have went you know, one extra game over. And you never know how they would have fallen, but in right. general it would have been slightly over. But because the totals were 35, they were six points or, or I guess eight points to the over. That makes all the difference.
0: So this may tell us more about the the mistake that the books were making this year versus what could be to come. Is that well, what you're saying?
1: Well, first off, we don't know if it's a mistake because it's a small sample. We, we, we have the beginnings of thinking it is. Uh, but now we don't have any guarantee that next year they're going to remember to even put the totals higher. So right. what I would – but but I thought what you were going to say is, oh, it's all about pricing. Well, yeah, it's all about pricing because I can promise you when you get the – who's one of the highest scoring teams in college football this year projected? Uh, Alabama. All right. So Alabama, let's say they av- are going to average about 35 points a game. I'm just pulling that out of a hat. Okay. And let's say in a given game, it was an average game, so they were expected to have 35. If they score 31 points, from a lot of teams, that's a good day. Alabama, it's a bad day. It's all about expectations. And week one before recently, so Fezzik had a trend that he was saying, and Mackenzie, maybe you can recount it, he was liking the unders, right, because the unders had – you know, in over three or four years with 19 being the last year had gone under. And then I was the one that said, Hey, look at that last year. And did did that skew the whole thing? And it did. And it kind of threw his trend out of the water. This is a day preseason's only four and now three weeks. We missed a preseason coaches are changing their mindset in preseason more than any time I can remember. Uh, I mean, this is the most disruptive time for preseason I've ever seen. I, well, I did go perfect 1-0 uh, on it, but, you know, <laughs> it could have been a fluke. How did your um, uh, f- uh, UFC pick go? It was a draw. Now, do you get your money back? Yes. You know, that that's not bad, AJ. It's
0: it's a rare thing to have a draw. So, I, I, I in a way, I was glad to get my money back, but it, I – had some issues with the scoring of the fight, oh, so, so I was frustrated you, So as well. it was
1: a draw, and you thought your guy probably won. I thought my guy had won, yes. Yeah. I, uh, I wonder how many people that bet on a guy. Probably everybody a, thought w- their guy won. When it's a draw, I, I wonder how many of them say, you know, I think <laughs> I got lucky to have that draw. <laughs> Touche. Right, but I hear McKenzie laughing. We're straight out of Vegas, so I'll ask him. McKenzie, you write the headlines. I don't read them verbatim. <laughs> I um, I sometimes will skip them. Sometimes I rip them up. But other times I read them. How in the heck could a guy completing four passes be the headline of the entire weekend?
2: Well, you know, I listened to Fox Sports Radio and I listened to The Herd this morning. It was the first segment. I thought, hey, you know what? I like that story. I'm going to put it up right top of the headlines. Was the first segment he completed four passes? No, no, that's not how they phrased it. It They just phrased it as he looks
1: great. Trey Lance comparison, yeah. I don't think that was the story. I listened to The Herd today right here on FSR, and what I heard was saying how Shanahan can turn a third-round pick into a star, and oh, look, Trey Lance, though he was the third pick, looked pretty good, but in contrast, Jordan Love didn't, and thus the whole idea of uh, uh, Shanahan, you know the, the idea that the Green Bay coach is competitive uh, against him is absurd. That, wasn't that the first segment? Yes, that was that was the gist. Yep. <laughs> so really, we, if anything, Trey Lance was a pawn in Collins' game, attacking Lafleur, and in a way, he was kind of saying, "Look, he's even he even can make Trey Lance into something <laughs> that completes four passes."
2: Yes, but I'm like, hey, he completed four passes. Let's put that at the top of the headline sheet. That was my reaction. <sighs> AJ, how would you rate his defense there?
0: C- Collins pawn is McKenzie's queen. <laughs> uh, that's that's dis- disturbing. I'm not going to do better than that.